Well, it's so good to be with you again. We are in a, it's kind of a series, it's a series, but it's different. It's called Extraordinary. (laughs) Ordinary people and extraordinary things. You might look at your life and be like, I'm just ordinary. I'm just average. There's nothing special. Well, get ready. If you're just open for God to fill you and not just work in you, but work through you, you will see extraordinary things take place in your life. We're, we're in the book of, of Acts. And as we study this book, we're, we're picking up in chapter four. And I love it because Peter and John, the, this, this great team, were, were headed to the temple and they come across a man who was lame and he's begging for money. And they're like, silver or gold? We don't have <laughs> so much of our lives. We don't have what's being asked of us. But don't forget what you do have. They say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. This man just jumped up immediately. He was dancing. He was praising. The the people were drawn over there, but not just the people. Uh Uh-oh, guess what? The authorities came on over. (laughs) Watch out for the authorities. They were interrupted by the authorities. You ever... Find yourself and you're talking and someone just interrupts you. <laughs> maybe it's your spouse. Maybe, maybe it's just some random person. People interrupt for different reasons. Sometimes people interrupt because they're just, they're not interested in what you're saying. Other people interrupt uh, the people who just love to hear themselves talk and they don't really ever pay attention when someone else is talking. Sometimes people interrupt because they feel threatened though. And here, the the authorities are disturbed. They're they're disturbed because of what Peter and John are teaching. I I just like picture the scene where you get the authorities coming over. They're interrupting and just their faces. You know how like authorities can can just give a look. And I just imagine them having stank face. (laughs) Like, what's your best stank face? Like, Lindsay has a hard time giving stank face because it's like, even when we take pictures, it's like, let's look serious. No smile. She's just smiling. All she has is a smile and a creepy smile. But, But here they come over and they got like stank face because Peter and John are proclaiming the power of Jesus. They're not just talking about religious principles. Here's what I find. Even today, people are okay and have no issues if you just want to talk about religious principles. But when you start talking about the power of Jesus, uh uh-oh, some people don't, they're not happy about that. And the authorities throw Peter and John in jail. Wait, what? This individual who was lame is now up and walking and, and they're upset about it? You would think everyone would be happy, right? <laughs> uh, no. You, you would think everyone would be happy now that you're sober. No, some of your old friends... They want you to go back and party with them. Not everyone's happy. You would think everyone at your work is happy because you've been there so long and you finally got the promotion. No, some of your coworkers are not happy because they wanted that promotion. 
You would think your family would be happy that after all these years, you were finally able to purchase a house, even in this crazy season. But no, some of them are are jealous. I love it because the Bible is so real. The Bible's real. Uh, Sometimes Christians aren't so real. There's a difference between being people of faith and being people who are fake. <laughs> you talk with people, how are you? Blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I just go from glory to glory. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm going over and not under. You feel like some Christians, it's like the healthy, wealthy, happy, holy club where all we do is win, 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 no matter what. Uh, we do win, but sometimes winning looks like losing. Sometimes success looks like being stuck. Sometimes moving forwards actually looks like moving backwards. Sometimes taking ground actually looks like losing ground. That's why I really want you to understand today that that don't only judge your success by your situation. You're looking at your situation and that's how you're you're judging how successful you are. Don't let that be the case. Today, I want to talk with you about being kind and courageous. Sometimes we think, well, well, to be kind means I'm not going to be courageous. Or to be courageous means sometimes it's not going to be kind. But, but I think we as followers of Jesus can be kind and courageous. And so here we have Peter and John who are thrown in prison. They are locked up. They're locked up physically, but someone, you know what it's like to to be locked up financially right now. You're like, I don't have any options. I'm locked up. So someone, you, you know what it's like to be locked up relationally. All the friends you used to have, all the relationships you used to have. Someone, you know what it's like to be locked up emotionally. You're like, I'm not just discouraged. I'm severely depressed. Peter and John spent the night in prison. For someone, you, you're like, I, I've spent the night, <laughs> I've spent the night in prison. You're not just talking about being in, in a physical jail, you're in an emotional jail. It's not just the a night is six to eight to ten hours. You're like, it's, it's six, eight, ten months. It's six to eight to, to, to ten years. We we think that that we can be locked up for doing wrong. Although in our world today, who knows if you're gonna stay locked up for doing wrong. But but here we're, we're seeing you could be locked up for doing right. We think that we can be locked up for hurting others, but, but Peter and John are, are locked up for helping others. We look at this and we're like, it's not fair. My amazing wife, Lynn's, is like, big on fairness and justice and she is hilarious because if it's not fair like her arms just disconnect from her body and she'll be like it's not fair and then she does this weird like it's like it's not fair anyone you feel like it's not fair 
<laughs> and your arms just fail. Like you look at what's going on in, 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 in the world, the war in Ukraine and Russia, and you're like, it's not fair. You, you look at what's going on in, in our country with, with everything that, that's happening culturally, and it's like, it's, it's not fair. You look at your own life. You look at like, look at my life. It's, it's not fair. I didn't think following Jesus would, would land me here in prison. I didn't think following Jesus would, would land me jobless. I didn't think following Jesus would land me friendless. You're like, I was doing right, but I'm getting wronged. Uh, opportunity from God comes with opposition from people. Let me say that again. You're right. We pray for opportunity from God, but get ready because opportunity from God comes with opposition from people. Yet I want you to know it's not what you're in. It's who's in you. Peter and John are in jail, but God's presence and God's power is in them. And we are going to learn today that we can be kind and courageous. So the next day they're brought before the authorities and in Acts chapter 4 verse 7 we pick up, by what power or what name did you do this? <laughs> they, they were interrupted and now they're being interrogated. I remember watching a, a TV show and almost the entire show happened in an interrogation room. I've never been in an actual interrogation room, so I've just seen them on movies or TV shows, but normally there's that table and there's chairs and there's the clock on the wall and they, they, then you have that that window that, that that's actually tinted. It looks like a mirror and here they are. They, they were interrupted and now they're being interrogated. They say, by what power? It's like, this can't be you. You guys are ordinary. This is extraordinary. This is beyond your limits. This is beyond your capacity. This is beyond your talent. Now, there's times when we need to answer to authority. Maybe it's a judge. Maybe it's a a boss at work, <laughs> maybe for someone it's the IRS, <laughs> someone else you're like, no way, I'm going to take the fifth. <laughs> they said, by what power or by what name did you accomplish this? <laughs> they won't even call it what it is. They won't even call it a miracle. They won't even refer to the man this. Isn't it amazing how even to this day, People want to do the same thing that this. <laughs> then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. What are you full of? <laughs> People say you're so full of, so full of what? You see, if we're so full of anger because of what's going on, when we speak, anger is going to come out of us. If we're so full of disappointment and discouragement, when we speak, it's going to be that disappointment and that discouragement coming out of us. If we're so, so full of bitterness, when we speak, it's going to be that, that bitterness coming out of us. Sometimes people are speaking and it's like, wait, hold on. Is, 
Is that the Holy Spirit or is that a, is that a hateful spirit? Under pressure, whatever is in you will come out of you. I remember preachers back in the day saying, we're, we're, like, a, we're like a thing of toothpaste, that, that whatever's in us comes out when we're squeezed. We're, we're like a bag of, of, of tea that, that you really know what's in you when you're put in, in hot water. And here's the thing is that under pressure, truly when we're under pressure, whatever is in us is going to come out of us, which is why it's so important what we are full of. And we can be kind and courageous. Verse 9, if we are being called account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, shown to somebody who was down, and are being asked how, that's what they always want to know, how, how he was healed. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God. Have <laughs> you remember from last week? That's a big but. But whom God raised from the dead. If we are being called to account for an act of kindness, I have the most amazing wife, Lindsay K. Reeve. Her middle name is K, but I say the K stands for kindness because she is the queen of kindness. Being called for an act of kindness? Like, hold on, this is, this is not an act of violence. This is not an act that, that was a theft. This isn't breaking and entering. This this is kindness? Wait, hold on. You ever feel like right now, like, like, like Peter and John, like, wait, I'm being questioned not for a robbery, not for theft. This is for kindness? Well, I guess maybe as, as followers of Jesus, we need to kill him with kindness. <laughs> is, that, is that a Selena Gomez song? I really don't know. Uh, you see... Sometimes we don't want to sound religious. And so sometimes we we don't take the approach Peter takes here. Where we see he says it's it's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Sometimes we just want to say, "Ooh, it's a it's a higher power" or come across as as mystical. No, it's Jesus. Other people want to make it sound like it was them. They're not like, oh, it's it's Peter and John. You you may, maybe you've heard of P B and J, but but this is just P and J. This is this is Peter and John. This isn't say my name. <laughs> this is not Beyonce and the other gals from. You know the anyone still remember? Say my name. Say say no. This is say say his name. It's not about people knowing our name. <laughs> this is not Destiny's Child. This is Jesus. My name is Daniel James Reeve. I'm named after Daniel in the Bible, Daniel in the lion's den. 
and my parents must have known what they were doing because I certainly feel like life has brought me into the lion's den. But I know, just like Daniel, that I may be in a pit. This thing may be sealed. This pit might be sealed. It is dark. I'm surrounded by lions. But guess what? God can shut their mouths. I am Daniel James Reeve. But it is not about people knowing my name. It is about people knowing the name of Jesus. Because guess what? How did I make it through the betrayal I faced in my life? Jesus Some of you know, you're like, how did you make it through that abuse? Jesus. How did you make it through that difficulty? Jesus. How did you make it through that challenge with your kid? Jesus. How did you make it through that doctor's report? Jesus. They want to know how. And how is taking us to who? It's Jesus. He says, you did that. But... God. That is a big but. You see, the problem may be great, but God is greater. And we are learning how to be people who are kind and courageous. Verse 11, Jesus is, not we are, Jesus is. Too often in this world, we're trying to, this is who I am. This is is who I identify as. No, this is who Jesus, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. <laughs> Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven which given to mankind by which we must be saved. I remember being a kid and we would sing, I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain and... The mountain stands by me when the earth all around is shaky, sinking sand on Christ, the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. And here is the thing with Jesus. You can receive Jesus or you can reject Jesus. <laughs> I go, this is the stone that that you rejected. Sometimes we look at life and we're like, why is, why is it so shaky? Why, why is my foundation? It feels like, like life is slipping out from beneath me. It's because we've rejected Jesus. But, but when we receive Jesus, there is a, a firm foundation. Also to point out, why are we so surprised? It happens to me as much as I know, we're gonna face rejection. If Jesus was rejected, what makes you think you or I are not going to be rejected? Not just maybe rejected from a school. They didn't accept me. I got rejected. We're talking about rejected at work, rejected by friends, even rejected by our own family. But people's rejection can take you into God's direction. We're talking today and we're learning to be kind and courageous. Verse 13, when they saw the hesitation of Peter and John, that's not what it says. When they saw the fear of Peter and John, that's not what it says. When they saw the uncertainty, nope, it says when they saw the courage of Peter and John. Courage is is the mental or moral strength to venture persevere, 
and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. And courage is needed today more than any point in time, it seems like. Oh, I remember reading a story of a Southwest pilot. Her name was Tammy Jill Schultz. And she actually was one of the first female pilots in the U.S. Navy. And then after she retired from the Navy, she became a commercial pilot and was flying for Southwest Airlines. And years ago, was flying and suddenly there was severe engine failure and there was loss of pressure in the cabin. And when they went back and they listened to it because she was facing all of this, but but because of the black box, they were able to listen because she was able to, to land the plane calmly. And she went over the loudspeaker and calmed everyone down and, and landed this plane. And, and people were amazed that, that she stayed calm and courageous. And she was quoted afterwards as saying, your level of mental toughness can only ever be as great as the level of challenge in your life. How did she accomplish something so extraordinary? How did she take what, what could have been catastrophe and the loss of life and, and handle it with such poise and, and not just land the, the plane safely, but, but keep everyone and everything so calm? It's because she'd faced danger before. It's strength in the face of danger, having strength in the face of, of difficulty. Here's the thing, you're capable of far more than you think you are. Oh yes, you are. Rather than, than saying, nah, that this is my limit, why don't you start pushing the limits in your life? Do, don't limit your challenges. What if you start challenging your limits and you discover you can be far more courageous than you ever thought. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. These individuals, Peter and John, had not been trained in the rabbinic, rabbinic schools of the time. Like, bring it modern. They had not been trained in Yale or Harvard or Dartmouth. They, these were fishermen. This is like taking it modern, saying they're, they're manual laborers. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that they, they today would just be a factory worker or they, they would be a, a, a truck driver? Maybe that doesn't sound so impressive to people who are educated, but you don't have to have an impressive education to have an impactful life. It, it says they were ordinary. <laughs> I love it. The dictionary defines ordinary of having no exceptional ability or quality. Does that seem like your life? How are you? Ordinary. <laughs> it goes on, the dictionary goes on to describe ordinary as just average. You ever feel like, I'm average? <laughs> How are you uh, growing up in school? Were you above average? No, just average. <laughs> How do you do at, at work when you get the, when you get the reviews? You, you go in for your quarterly review, your yearly review. Are you above average? No. Not even above average, just average. How are you growing up in, in sports? Just 
average. You're like, you can call me average Albert, average, average Alice. <laughs> you feel just average? Well, well, here's the thing. Just like you can tell if your kids have been hanging out with the wrong crowd, you're like, they, they come home and you're like, what's that smell? <laughs> you look at their eyes and you're like, you, you can tell by the way they smell. You can tell by the way they, they look. You, could, you can tell by the way they're, they're acting. It's, they, they've been around a different crowd. You, you can also tell when people, when someone's been with Jesus because of the way they look, because of the way they, they even just, they, they, they have this, this way of talking and this, this way of acting that, that all of a sudden it's like they, they're more loving, they're, they're more kind. Do, do you know what the secret sauce is? It's time with Jesus. You see, it's not your ability, it's your availability. It's not the talent that you bring to Jesus. It's what Jesus wants to bring through you. What if it's just more time with Jesus? It is great. Work on your strengths and, and you want to study how to get better at this and sharpen your skills and, in this area and, and self-improve in that area. That's awesome. But what about just taking some time and, and just locking yourself up in a room and just spending some time with Jesus? What about if you just head out on a walk and can get away and maybe being in nature and not even taking your device with you and spending time with Jesus? God chose you not because of what you can do for Him, but because of what he wants to bring about through your life. Verse 14 goes on to say, But since they could see the man who had been healed there with them, there was nothing they could say. What are we going to do with these men? Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. You see, when people saw that man, he could see him healed. When people see your life and they see, wait, hold on, you were an addict for all those years and now look at you living in wholeness and, and health. Wait, hold on, you were depressed, needing medication for all those years and look at you now, happy and, and joyful, living out purpose and, and destiny. They, they were in a dilemma. They, they were trapped. It's like we, we can't deny the miracle, but we can't explain how these ordinary people accomplished something so extraordinary. To change this world, may, uh, what if the greatest impact is not going to be my, my sermon? I don't think it is. You know what I think it's going to be? Your story. It, it, your story is a sign and you can point people to Jesus. You don't need to go to a football game and hold up a sign that says John 3.16. What about if your life, the story, is John 3.16? And is the story of what God is doing through your life? You see, your success might impress people, but it's your story that's going to impact people. Verse 17, it says, but to stop this from spreading any further, they said everyone's going to need to wear masks. <laughs> they tried to mute them. Further among the people, we must warn them 
to speak no longer to anyone in this name. This, then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach again at all in the name of Jesus. They were warning them. They, they, they decided, the authorities decided not to seek truth, but to stop truth. They, they were avoiding the truth. They're like, we, we want to put the mute button. We're pushing the mute button on this. You, you need to zip it. You, it. We don't want this to spread. You see, there is a faith that is contagious and there is a faith that is contained. But a faith that is contained, I don't really believe is true faith at all because genuine faith is contagious. It is highly contagious. You know what's highly contagious? is a living relationship with Jesus. You know what is not contagious is a dead religion. You see here, they're like, we gotta stop this thing. It's what's happening in our world today. That shows what the enemy is afraid of. Do you know what the enemy is afraid of? At that time and today, at least two things. Number one, the name of Jesus. No, don't use the name of Jesus. And the second thing, the witness of the church and the church is you and I, it's not the building. That's why the enemy wants to stop us from using the name of Jesus, wants us to stop us from, from being the, a witness and telling our story. What if some of us are, we're waiting on God to open doors when God is like, I'm waiting on you to open your mouth and share what I have done in your life. So Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to listen? <laughs> To him, you be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. I want to ask you, whose eyes matter most? All the people in culture, your friends, your family, or your coworkers, or, or is it God? Who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to them? Or are you going to listen to him? We cannot live as people pleasers and become all that God has called us to become and accomplish all that God has called us to accomplish. We must live for an audience of one. So many of us are saying, but, but, but I'm waiting for the threat to go away. The threat didn't go away. <laughs> But they continued on. Are we going to live propelled by our purpose? Or are we going to live pushed by people? Don't let fear cause you to, to freeze. I get there's a lot to be afraid of. There's a lot of frozen followers of Jesus right now. Look around the world and it's like a massive <laughs> freeze tag game. Everyone's been touching. We're just, we're, we're frozen. But, but as for Peter and John... As for me, as for you, will, will, will you join in and say, we're, we're not going to be silent. We can't stop. We won't stop. We're going to obey no matter what the cost. Here's the thing I love. They threw Peter and John in jail. And did you know that, that more people got saved? The amount of believers grew. Why? Because they were responding to purpose from God and not pressure to people. Let's respond to our purpose 
from God, not just from pressure from people. You might look at your life and you're like, yeah, but I'm just average. I'm just ordinary. And in fact, I don't even have courage. <laughs> Listen, you could become a courageous person. And you might think, I don't, I don't have a lot to offer. I don't have a lot of talent. I don't have a lot of ability. It's not a matter of capacity. It is a matter of courage. <laughs> You're like, but, but, but how do I become courageous? It's a choice. It's actually a choice every moment of the day. Am I going to act in cowardice or am I going to act courageous? It's, it's not a feeling. I don't feel that way. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. You can get people who are courageous in one moment turned to a coward in the other. Do you remember Peter one moment was stepping out of the boat, walking on water? In another moment, he's denying he even knows Jesus three times. You get Elijah in a moment of, of courage, taking on hundreds of prophets of Baal, calling down fire from heaven, and in another moment running, wanting to die from one woman. <laughs> you, what about you and what about me? Were, were we courageous before things got complex culturally? And now have we become a little bit like, okay, hold on. It's time for us to, to make a choice to become courageous. You are not born courageous. You become courageous. Can we represent Jesus to a lost and a dying and a hurting world, saying we, we're operating in, in acts of kindness, but we're also going to step forward in great courage. I believe that just a handful of people, because we're seeing it happen in the book of Acts, can turn the world upside down. Ordinary people and extraordinary things.